0: Welcome to On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today we will be talking to Paco Jean-Michel as part of our series on promoters and promotion. As always, if you'd like to reach me, you can follow me on Instagram, MattLucasMuayThai Thai, or email me at a.mat.lucas at gmail.com. Thanks to all the people that have supported me so far, sharing the podcast, leaving reviews. If you'd like to leave a review that would be super helpful, you can do so on the iTunes store. So I have a couple big projects going on. One is the Muay Thai panel, which is a judge, referee, and officiating panel. It is created by myself, JJ Ferraro, and Stefan Stratmeier. JJ is a high-level referee in the States, Stefan has been a long-term official in the states as well we have a patreon you can search online for it we've put out some great information and looking to grow the sport and the way it's judged and scored also as always you can get a copy of my book I'm fighting in thailand it helps educate and guide careers by helping save fighters from costly mistakes is available in print and as an ebook on amazon lastly I am open for business opportunities. If you are interested in sponsoring the podcast with advertisement or another business relationship, feel free to contact me. You can email me at a.matt.lucas at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to Patrick Rivera for helping get this show started. So this is a really interesting interview with Paco we talked to scott kent last time and the size of his promotion is a lot different than paco's the business model is different paco is definitely starting off a lot smaller scott has grown a lot more so they're facing different problems um obviously paco wants to get to line fight size but he's not quite there yet but he sees it in the future and also understands the different business models. So I think this is really enlightening for people to understand how promotions work and the cost and some of the factors in getting started in your fight career. So without further ado, the interview with Paco. So thank you so much, Paco, for taking your time out today. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, we were talking off air for a few minutes. We've been friends or known each other for a long time. But it's the last few years that we really start working together a bit more. Uh, obviously, you have uh, your GM and then your show, Ultra Instinct, um, which is coming up soon. How many shows have you had so far? uh
1: we had the uh, four shows so this one will be the fifth mm-hmm. on uh, april 30th be our fifth show in one year
0: oh that's pretty good yeah. so how often are you hoping to have the shows
1: uh, i was hoping to do every other months mm-hmm. but with the covid it wasn't like that yeah but uh, hopefully this year we have a show every month or every other month oh
0: that's that's very good. I feel like six shows a year is pretty uh, pretty often paced. Yeah, I know, think, yeah. Especially for you know your style of promoting. Uh, but why did you start promoting?
1: So I started promoting because I saw many promotions was only focusing on pro fighters. Mm-hmm. And I saw many beginners or amateurs who didn't have the opportunities and have uh, people who uh, expose them to the spotlight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's why I was like, I'm going to do a show a different way and uh, focus more on the amateur fighters.
0: Yeah. I think that's a really good idea, especially post-COVID when a lot of the smaller shows that. You know, the amateurs would be able to fight on are gone. Yes, like Asia Teak, uh, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the upcountry fights are also very difficult to get to. You know, yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah. Like all the small shows, they're pretty, pretty much gone. So it was like even uh, why he they used to have like small small shows. Yeah, yeah. they they gone now. They only have a big production coming up, but uh, mm-hmm. all amateurs are first timers. Don't have that many shows for them now.
0: yeah if you are having like your first 10 fights or so you sh- shouldn't really be going on these tv shows that, or the stadiums you should get have smashed.
1: and some still go but you shouldn't go yeah
0: <laughs> i feel like yeah i think it's a, generally a bad idea you need to build yourself um so you talked about you have more amateurs and sort of you're starting at a base level uh, what are
1: other things that make your show different, though? The way, the, the way I set up the show at first, like mm-hmm. the idea, was to do uh, entertainment and uh, fight as well. So we had, uh, like, video clip, hip-hop music, because we, it was before COVID, so we had to make, like, concerts, or, like, a, a performers coming and perform, mm-hmm. also having Muay Thai, so we had, like, both at the same time. But uh, what's different is uh, also is I would say the care, the way we care about the fighters because, I mean, yeah, we care a lot about the fighters, but I mean like the way we really support them and we really like take care of them like they were professional, mm-hmm. but they're still amateurs. Mm-hmm. So that means they have a nice visual, they online broadcasting, they always have a sponsor gear. So we really take, take care of them and send the pro. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're looking to, you know, treat them as professionals. Yes. Are they coming in as professionals though? Like, not necessarily in their skill set, but in their attitude. Like, are they showing up on weight? Because it's, you know, are they professional about their own actions?
1: I would say they still have some bad apples, but most of them, yes. Like, Mm -hmm. they, I never had, no, I had one time to miss weight, mm-hmm. but otherwise, they're always on weight or even underweight, they're always uh, uh cutting right. Mm-hmm. They don't do like same like pros who they lose a lot, so they get tired. Like, they really uh, I'm really surprised the way they cut weight, they're always on point, always on weight, they always show up on time. So, yeah, they that's good, that's pretty good, yeah especially for, for, for promotion organization, you want people to show up on time, otherwise you delay everything, so. Yeah, it, it's, I it's mean, pretty good.
0: it's the same as a job or something, you know, but you just have, the fighters yeah, are freelancers, exactly, yeah. and you want people that show up on time, on time. ready in uniform, ready to work.
1: Uh, absolutely, yeah.
0: Why, why do you think that they're showing up on time? Is it because you're being professional? Do you think it's the culture out here? Because I feel like other promoters, at least in America, there's like huge problems with this sort of stuff.
1: I would say maybe is also maybe of my character. Yeah, <laughs> There is one part of this, like I'm always reminding them like uh, non- non-stop, like uh, week after week, I always give them information, mm-hmm. but uh, I always, take, I always communicate with the fighters and the coach all the time. Like I don't give one information and then that's, that's it. it. I always like uh, I give a following behind and make mm-hmm. sure they know, make sure they know. Of course, there is one or two are always going to be late because mm-hmm. yeah. they, they think they are the stars, but uh, it happened twice. <laughs> yeah. The last two shows, like the same guys, but anyway. <laughs> but most of them they always show up on time because I always remind them and they know that I like everything on point and mm-hmm. they kind of see that.
0: Well, you know, for those guys that are showing up late, you know, that, you know, maybe they're getting lost in Bangkok traffic or something, you know, then you you can see that. If it's, you know, two times, then it's sort of like, oh, maybe you don't work with them as much anymore. That's the thing. Like,
1: for those particular people, it was not traffic. They just wanted to come on that side mm-hmm. because they wanted to enter like they were the start of the show. Mm-hmm. But the thing is as we as much we take care of them all equally as stars and uh without them there is no shows but uh is a not a fighter x show yeah so i mean you must obey by all
0: the rules yeah i mean without you, there is also mm, no show yeah. so it's a two way street it's exactly no... like uh, I give you, but you have to yeah you have to give me give me. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the logistics of the show, it's in Bangkok, uh, can you talk more about the venue right now? So the
1: shows for the amateurs is in my, inside my gym, at mm-hmm. in combat. So it's like a small gym, we host like for 150, 160 the last time, mm-hmm. it was 160 people total. It's. I think it's okay because it's like uh, intimate, mm-hmm. and then the, the vibe, like when you uh, had a fight, like uh, you can feel it more. Now sometimes you have big stadium or big venue, but it's pretty cold. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hot down there. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like the atmosphere like, is pretty uh, pumped. It reminds me like the smokers back in the mm-hmm. day, like mm-hmm. the smokers in the states, like everybody really was pumped and cheering, and the family were here cheering for the fighters. So it's that kind of vibe that I want to keep for the amateurs, mm-hmm. like the, the small venue. Maybe bigger if I get more sponsors in the future. But I like that setup.
0: Yeah, I definitely understand that. You know, the different stadiums and venues have different feelings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, one of the amazing things about Thailand is when it gets packed. You know, I like Channel Seven or Rajadamnern. Yeah, they're bigger venues, but it's that packed-in feeling uh-huh. where everyone's like going yeah, crazy. Like, you can feel yeah, you're like it. You know, uh,
1: it's a different energy, and, yeah. also, and also the fighters feel that energy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like when uh, when they have, they feel it like they are pumped. They really, really <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we
0: have, show, go, we there have there to there show. We have to show. Yeah.
1: But when it's like quiet or cold, everybody just uh, watch and just uh, eat their chips and watch the fights, and yeah. no, especially like nowadays, no more the music. Like in most of the show, like no more music, no, so it's pretty quiet. Yeah. So it's really a different vibe. It's a different vibe.
0: Yeah, I think, um, what's the term in Thai, it's like wig air, like what the, the conditions of the steams are like. You know, definitely one of the things I like about the gamblers is they get so passionate and they start making yes, all the noise yeah. <laughs> and the roar of the crowd, it, it really, it like Actually, you said, it makes a big change, it um, makes And sometimes the smaller venues, even if, you know, it's lower level fights or amateurs, you get that packed in feeling and people get more excited about it. Exactly. Um, So, you said you have about 150, 160 just... For the last show. Yeah, just people in there. And then you also have like a separate room, like a warm-up area as well.
1: Yes, so, because the gym was supposed to be uh, all like those two parts, mm-hmm. like it was like 300 square meter, like both parts but uh, I kept behind for the warm-ups, like to separate the fighters from the audience, mm-hmm. so the same, they have the same kind of vibe as a pro mm-hmm. event, right? So they have their own locker, uh, they, they warm-up so they stay focused before the fight then they do their entrance, same Yeah. so yeah, it's pretty they, they're happy, they're happy. Yeah, yeah, they it's... have their, their shirts, entrance shirt and everything so they, they're happy.
0: Yeah, it's I got a chance to go to the last show. It was cool. It was a good setup. Um, You also include, so it's Muay Thai and boxing. Uh, Why haven't you decided to include Muay Thai? uh, Boxing, rather.
1: I decided to include boxing because I haven't seen a lot of shows, maybe because I haven't looked, but I see a lot of pro boxing in Thailand, but I see, like, amateurs, shows, like, mostly, like, when you see like those small local shows, they put them same like a, same like a pros. So that means like, even they have one fight, two fights, like they give them a pro fight. Because well, I still want to consider them like amateurs. So I want like the, they get built and then you can put them, then they can go. Same like the Muay Thai, I want them to fight amateurs way, like get four, five, six, seven, eight fights. And then you go to the big, uh, to the big pool of the professionals and i think it was not that that really organized it does show like you have guys who have one fight you fight a guy you have uh 50 it's like boxing really
0: yeah Yeah. no yeah i would agree with that in my experience i've lived out here six years. I haven't really seen that much immature boxing. How long have you lived in Thailand for? In Thailand, 11 years now. Yeah, so a long years. time. If you, I haven't seen it. You <laughs> haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. It's probably not <laughs> <yet. laughs> here. So that makes a lot of sense. Plus, you know, you include the boxing. It gives the show a different feel mm. and a bigger audience, potentially. Yes, yeah, but uh, I
1: still, like, I still want to have both, but I'd rather still focus more on the Muay Thai mm-hmm. part. The last card was more on the boxing because all the fighters of Muay Thai were gone, but this card will be more Muay Thai than boxing.
0: Oh, good. I like that. Uh, and that show is coming up on April 30th. We'll talk more about that. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your audience, So, Who are you looking to market to for this show?
1: For this... Kind of show. Sure. First of all, is like uh, it's not like the smoker vibe, where it's like friend and families mm-hmm. number one. Because uh, if you have your friend or your or your brother or whatever fighting, why going support him? But you would pay a big promotion uh, just to watch people that you don't even really know. Mm-hmm. So I want uh, families or fighters to come and support them. Mm-hmm. Then I want uh, people in Thailand to get aware about boxing because mostly general auditions don't like to go to those kind of events, right? It's only gyms fighters or gyms who go to all those shows. So I want like general public to come. So the last few, show, so last few shows that we could have audience, like most people don't do boxing or Muay Thai mm-hmm. and they just come to to see, uh, because we're friends of friends. And you see out of just a uh, few fights, it was pretty crowded.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I thought one of the good things about the show was the crowd was pretty diverse. Mm. It was some expats, it was some like locals, uh, you know, sort of, yeah, it was a good crowd. It wasn't just stadium fans, yes, you know, not, and, yeah. which is, there's sort of a, a cap on stadium fans out here in Thailand. Mm. The general audience is not so much, at least at the venues, uh, you know, because people that like the sport can just, Look online. Exactly, yeah. Whereas a show like yours is more of a, it's online, but it's more of a location based yeah, event. Yes.
1: Well, so, yeah, so yeah, the atmosphere is different live than online, of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. how it is all the time. <laughs> it's how it is. <laughs> yeah, but can you talk a little bit about the live stream because it is it streams on Facebook, correct? Yes,
1: we stream on Facebook for now because it's uh, the easiest for now, the easiest way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have a team who uh, who have the OBS system to to plug to Facebook. So we have three, two cameras moving around the ring, two cameramen plus one steady camera on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's so yeah so, a- <laughs> so yeah, so like we have yeah three cameras. They come here, they set up all day. So all day they set up, make sure the sound mm-hmm. and everything's okay. But every time they still have some mishaps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for now we's pretty have a good team. We try to uh, professional like the overlay with mm-hmm. the name of the fighters. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I. I've obviously worked at a few bigger promotions, Max, Fairtex Fight, you know, I've looked behind the scenes of things. And it is, it's a lot of work to do live streams or production. It's very difficult. Yes, yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, it's a lot of technical stuff and, <laughs> that's why I let them deal with it, uh, it's their part, so I, <laughs> I pay for this,
1: but uh, I don't want to know what happened. Yeah, that's Just it. the visual, if something I don't like, I say, please change this, but uh, I don't want to have nothing to do with anything, <laughs> it's too much. It's
0: yeah, too much. I definitely understand that. How has the live stream been performing and how much does it cost to view it online? Uh, so the first
1: two show was uh, only uh, online because we could not have the audience.
0: Oh, right, COVID. So
1: so it was free. It was free on Facebook. Then the last two shows we did uh, 149 baht, which is not oh. even 4 dollars. But we see the audience uh, dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess people don't want to pay four dollars, mm-hmm. but they they would go buy a coffee. But, yeah. But to see the family, they will not pay four dollars. It's ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it's okay. But for the next one, we're gonna go back to the free mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. and try to work out uh, other things to get uh, revenue sponsors. Yeah. But uh, what people don't understand is four dollars compared to the cost of other production is yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's nothing.
0: Yeah. I. You know, ballpark. I assume, like you know, production for a show like that is maybe you know ten thousand dollars or something. Eight thousand. I have no idea. Like, right now,
1: yeah, I have a discount for now for the yeah, for the for the production, which is like seventeen thousand, oh. and it's uh, like forty percent discount. Oh wow! For a small show. Yeah. So you see, first, just for the video and online. Mm-hmm. So how how much four dollars I need? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you obviously need a lot of people viewing it. Mm. I mean, it's difficult because you you want people to watch it, but you also want people to pay for it. And you know, to, some demographics are just not used to paying for shows.
1: They're not used to, it, and they don't understand why they would have to pay. Right, like they think is just making money. If I would be, if I was. Diana White or one of the big... Yeah. Yes, it's just about money, I, you want to grow your your production, your promotion, but they're making money out of this. For me, it's just a way to pay back all my costs, mm-hmm. because I don't have the same uh, sponsors. Mm-hmm. I don't have people who financially uh, sponsor the shows. For now, it's all come out of my pocket. Yeah. So, I'm not that rich money need to come back yeah that's why I do amateur as well so I don't have to really give a salary but mm-hmm. some fighters still get mm-hmm. when it's like a one of the big uh, main event or a big name who want to come or a z- different set of rules in like MMA gloves instead of this I give them something mm-hmm. but it's still amateur level so I mean I give you all that visual all that promotion I'll give you a platform but also I need to have my, my cost back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the future, when I will make the pro shows, that's a different way. Everybody gets salaries, I get more sponsors to do it. Yeah. But with that sponsor, you cannot uh, say, oh, but well, we don't get paid. I don't get paid either.
0: Yeah. But mm-hmm. now I
1: just put the product for you guys mm-hmm. and also to build the brand for the future.
0: Right. Yeah, it's interesting because it's, you're sort of in a different business model and different stage of business, you know, so, when people look at say something like one championship, they have a mass amount of money and financial backing, which makes them able to do the shows for free. Mm-hmm. But it's also their their model is they have the the sponsors that are getting the 20,000 people looking at their brands. So that's where the revenue comes in. Exactly. Whereas a smaller show doesn't have the same advertising and sponsors so they have to do a different business model
1: mm. yeah when you have uh, one championship like they can't afford to lose money in some shows mm-hmm. because one they have a uh, big group investors
0: yeah
1: and uh, what they look looking is not short term, they're looking in the long term. Mm-hmm. So that I mean they can't afford to lose now because they know they have a plan for the future with mm-hmm. all those sponsors, all those advertising, and they have a plan. Then they do pay per view. Like now they start doing pay-per-view, yeah, right? The... So that I mean they did free, mm-hmm. but they had a plan. So they could lose, they could afford to lose because they have a plan but then we're gonna do that later. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to lose now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't I afford to lose now. Yeah, I understand like, that.
1: I'm, I'm okay to, because I love the sports, and to give a platform and do the thing right professionally, but as long as I break even, it's okay. Yeah, I cannot, each event, put in 60,000, 60,000, yeah. and then get zero. It's, it cannot work. Mm. I was like, okay, it cannot work. But like I say, all the small shows is not to make money. One is to build uh, that series and that brand, and two is to make the biggest show in the future. Mm-hmm. So I still have a plan, but uh, sm- step st- by in step. A, smaller, a smaller scale as well. <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, looking at one championship and sort of how they've gone, because I think it's important to look at other shows as models as well. Mm-hmm. You think about, say, Stamp, uh, versus Angela Lee how much money they put into developing these athletes and then they Charged for the pay-per-view of a fantastic main event. It was here in Thailand. It was like five dollars I watched it in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like twenty dollars. It it's not that much
1: mm-hmm.
0: And we we gave that money very willingly because we were so invested in the fight already yeah. but that happened because I watch, oh, one championship, one championship, one Mm. championship, you know, a lot, you know, and to some extent it's similar with the smaller shows, but the scale is different. It's very different, yeah. Um, Can you talk about the matchmaking process?
1: (laughs) All right, so matchmaking, it's me doing the matchmaking. Yeah. Actually, I'm doing almost everything. (laughs) But for the matchmaking, so yeah, so technically uh, like say for, for the first show, I just put the ads looking for fighters, right? Mm-hmm. Then if I just submitted profiles, so like everybody you have the profile, then you look all the fighters. You try to make research on the fighters because some people lie on their records, some mm-hmm. people, uh, okay. So you try to make research on all the fighters. Then mostly I try to match by uh, records and by style Mm -hmm. example if i have two counter fighters that will be a boring fight yeah right Mm -hmm. so i try to match styles. so one who's more agile in one department and one is better or would will be a great fight
0: yeah that makes sense and it can be difficult too if say an athlete pulls out or gets sick
1: yes because sometimes, yeah, they pulled out, and then you have to find all our replacements, who's crapped, and find a new bout. <laughs> which uh, last uh, event, how many? was like 10 fights. No, it was supposed to be 11 fights mm-hmm. on the cards. I changed bouts, I changed at least 15 times. Wow. Like 15 fighters went through, I changed a lot in two weeks and a half. I did rotation of 15 times. I could not change the poster each time because also, when people pulled out, I just change or just can't fight. If I just change poster all the time, I don't look credible, I don't look, uh, how is that? Yeah. You don't look consistent. Yeah, I don't look consistent. So, I mean, now I find a way that I just put the main fighters and even if they pulled out only the last week, I will put the the real cards. Because if I just change every week and I put uh, A versus B, then uh, A versus C, then A versus D, yeah. it's like, what is point? wait, what yeah. are you doing?
0: So yeah. I mean, that's why so many shows will put like card subject to change because people get sick or mm-hmm. they pull out or something happens. And the promoter cannot always control that. Yes. Um, I remember in this recent show, you had a Julia Miller um, fight from Muay Thai Academy, and she was a late replacement. The yeah, she was a late, of, uh, like
1: uh, nine days. Yeah, nine days. Nine days before,
0: yeah. And so she did good. The fight was very good. She fought a woman from. Um, she
1: fought uh, from an Elite Fight Club. Elite Fight uh, Club. Elisha Dempster.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a good fight. It was fight. a good fight. Um, you and those matchups are difficult because. You know, one person pulls out and then you're and like, it, I need to fill this yeah, spot. So a, but
1: yeah, so sometimes, yeah, you can yeah, can make it a break. Sometimes you just, okay, I need a girl, 58 kilo, And then you don't even look. <laughs> you yeah. don't even see this. St- so you don't have time that time to process the matchmaking. Just, all right, just replace. Yeah. Just to fill the the hole, that's it.
0: Yeah, and obviously both of them did well and were good yeah. sports about it. So it, it's, and she, she's
1: fighting again uh, on this one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's good for her because you know sometimes coming in late notice, sort of just showing up and doing a good job or as much as you can, makes the promoter happier. So you get more opportunities. You become yes. like a reliable person.
1: Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's true. There is a lot of fighters that I like them to come back, and they like to come back. So that also builds kind of not like a brand, but like. When you see the same fighter in the same promotion, you can feel, oh, that guy always in the same promotion. So it's kind of, yeah, he's my fighter, but no, he's not. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, that definitely happens with yeah. the stadiums. You know, a lot of the fighters will be sort of, it's not always contracted, but there's a, yeah, a, fight, a very yeah, real one, relationship. One, yeah, you know? one
1: promotion, yeah.
0: So, for instance, uh, out here in Thailand, at least, uh, of course, all the pet indie uh, athletes uh-huh. fight on the true for you shows yes um, here in Pattaya a lot of the Fairtex training center fighters fight at yeah, Fairtex, Fairtex promotion, yeah. um, you know the, uh, some of the Fairtex fighters also fight on the Pet promotion yes um, and a lot of the there's similar relationships uh, Phuket Fight Club has a strong relationship with um, Pet as well um, so they mainly do, you know, su- it's super champ and they're hardcore, champs, uh, yeah, yeah. which is associated with Kia Pet through Lil Muay Thai, and you know. It... Ah, so there's the same Kia Pet, the
1: the super champ, dear Kip Pet, the same other Kip Pet?
0: With... They're, they're not the same, but there's a relationship there. Ah, okay. Uh, so dear Kia Pet uh, often is at the uh, super champ shows. Yes, yeah. So that's why. I think some of their higher level guys have gone on to fight on Kia Pet shows.
1: Yeah.
0: But um, that is not always true. Like for instance, uh, uh Kajiba is fighting Rungrat Rumra Pumpan for the Omnoi title. Um, mm-hmm. soon. I I think it's next week actually. Okay. But it, in general, like gyms have relationships yeah, with, with promoters. A writer, yeah. You know, it's one promoter and that's sort of how mm, things go, yeah. it makes life easier and there's a bit more synergy or connection there. Mm. Uh, we got a little off topic there, but when uh, you talked a bit about posters, uh, what do you do for the promotional end? How do you promote the show? From uh, the shows, so
1: technically, it's all Facebook, Instagram, uh, like when I know I'm gonna have events, like four weeks before, I start to post the, the main poster, like the main flyer with uh, four five fighters with date, so the dates, like the events so they know. Then I try to boost those posts so two people to see in Thailand first, then I, put, I boost the worldwide for the online streaming. Then uh, each week. Normally each week I post two or three posters with uh, bouts, like bout one, bout two, but three, mm-hmm, so people mm-hmm. to see who's fighting and get more information. But yeah, technically it's only Facebook and uh, Instagram. Uh
0: and what do the fighters do for promotion? Are they good at it? And how That's would you like them to promote?
1: That's the thing. Normally, like, what I would like I don't ask nothing of fighters like they're coming they're fighting that's, that's the number one job mm-hmm. but as we help them and give them a platform what they should do is at least repost what we do mm-hmm. like when I put a, post, a poster about the bouts like a John versus uh, Henry example mm-hmm. like at least those two should repost yeah. and share and then maybe the family we share and we share. Mm-hmm. that's the number one thing they should do like when uh, I go to their gym and record them when they're training to do a highlight and uh, repost that video to pump the promotion mm-hmm. to get... They should share that video and repost, which most of them don't do.
0: Why do you think they don't do that? Uh,
1: they just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And I think one time I was like... Uh, I was angry and I just post... Uh, I was like... So, why, when a promoter promotes you, your fight, you don't repost. Mm-hmm. But you are reposting uh, a poster of the UFC, which they don't even know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes no sense. So you're posting of UFC, of one championship, of, of a fighter, or event, but they don't even know you. But your event that you're fighting in, mm-hmm. you don't repost it. Yeah. Let me know what's wrong.
0: Yeah, well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like, that makes make no sense. They're not looking at their own career. No,
1: they're just looking at uh, what's more trendy for people yeah. to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Something that's sort of interesting. They're not looking at the long term. You know, they just see yeah, they oh, say, oh, it's a fight. They, they yeah, the big, the big show, and they're not making the connection of. If I want to be on the big show, if I want to do the big things, mm. I need to do I need do to the, start
1: promoting myself. Yeah, I need yeah. to
0: do the small things, yes. you know, start here and now. Yes,
1: promote yourself, like... That makes sense. Little... Even yourself, you, you train by yourself, take a small post. Okay, I'm ready 10 days before Ultra Instinct. Like, if you're fighting on the show, like do some uh, awareness for people to know you on the show because mm-hmm. it's what we do for you
0: mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense and obviously there's can be athletes that are a bit better at promoting themselves
1: oh yeah some are really good some are really bad <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how how does that factor into like working with them you know if someone is good at promoting themselves how do you feel about that and what sort of happens
1: uh, but then we call back uh, as soon as possible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the, the, like the one who I mean, it's not even just a repost or they're good or that they, they have a following or like, not like a huge following but I see the repost and I see people excited they come or people who just fought, fight and they bring uh, family and friends and uh, I see that they, they try hard to get people to cheer to come to the fight and they excited they will come back all the time but if you don't if you don't care, I just want to fight, but uh, you give me nothing at the end of the day it's still a business though no? mm-hmm. so maybe you won't come back
0: <laughs> so that is very important for athletes to understand, I think you know, yeah you it, like I mentioned before, it's a business relationship it's a business yeah, it's a business relationship. Like, I'm not the one to say,
1: okay, sell me that ticket. No. Mm -hmm. This is not... For me, like, some promoters do like this, like, like they want fighters to sell tickets or whatever. This, I don't want uh, fighters to sell tickets or sell this. Just post something, just uh, make people know there is that event, there is a... I'm fighting that event, there is a ticket at that link, there is this, if you want, but I don't want you to go door to door and sell your ticket, or <laughs> <laughs> go to the bar, and say, hey, yeah. who wants to fuck up? no. Do what you have to do, just post, just mm. uh, just make people know the event you're fighting, that's it.
0: Yeah, and nowadays it's a lot easier than, at least when I was fighting, it was selling the physical. Yes, tickets. yes. That was so yeah. hard, and you know. Yeah,
1: same, it was the same. Like, uh, we were selling tickets, like, it was like, well, Forty dollars, and then yeah. you take five dollars back, and then it was thirty-five uh, to give back to the promoters. <laughs>
0: yeah, and the, I did this a lot. Yeah, <laughs> the, the tickets, the ticket counting and accounting is always very difficult, and the money situation such a big headache. Yeah, uh, but now it's a lot easier with social media. You just oh, post eight, ten ten days away from yeah, my fight. It. You know, yeah. it's a lot easier. Um, and we talked a little bit about business relationships. Uh, who are your sponsors now and how have they come on board so
1: the first sponsors the first sponsor was a uh, white crew by Decathlon mm-hmm. when I had the idea to start
0: they do your gloves they
1: give the gloves and shorts and then they uh, they post uh, they repost everything I do on the social network mm-hmm. so each fight they so the gloves they just give me a sale of gloves, so I reuse the same gloves mm-hmm. each event. But my event for now is not at frequent, so it's still uh, a good condition. But if they were like uh, used, they would give me new gloves mm-hmm. but just, for the shorts. Each event, they give me the short that I give to the fighter. Oh, that's nice! So, I mean. Every time they all have their own shop and then go home with the shorts. I so
0: they mean, That's, they're happier yes. about it. That's yeah. Nice. yeah, a lot of big shows. A lot like, of big shows. <laughs> they use this.
1: the same shop for for <laughs> years and years and years.
0: Yeah, I I worked at Max Muay Thai for five years, and those shorts yeah. got worn by a lot of yeah. people. They do this? all
1: day, they want you to to pay uh, the pack. Oh yeah yeah. Actually, they wanted to pay the yeah, one yeah, thousand yeah.
0: pack. At Max. Uh, the the you would have to buy the shorts, yeah. You out buy of the, the shorts and the I, I love the press, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, at Super Champ and Hardcore, yeah, those ones they, they use the same shorts, yeah. They use the same shorts at uh, other shows at Fairtex they give you the shorts, which people like a lot. Mm. Um, so because yeah, it's it, by youth, by the way, yeah, yeah. yeah Strategic Fairtex show
1: is by youth, and uh, youth is one of the sponsors as well, which do the shirts mm-hmm. for now. For now, I do only the shirt and uh, when I do fight with MMA gloves, they provide the MMA gloves mm-hmm. as well. Uh, the, the blue red tape, like small, mm-hmm. uh, miscellaneous things that I need. Because for now, it's like both uh, between white crew and the youth. But we have project maybe for the future when I do the bigger scale shows that we can talk better, like youth, we do the gloves. Mm-hmm. So we'll be like a... same like one championship the the concepts like we will like a stamp of the ultra instinct somewhere on the glove and then we'll have the youth uh, on the thumb or yeah somewhere something around like that. Is a nice design and this will be the gloves for the pro events or for mm-hmm. the big galas.
0: <laughs> so. Talking a little bit more in depth about these partnerships, uh, what do you feel uh, y Crew that Cathlon gets out of sponsoring the event, and what do you think UTE gets out of it? What are they looking for?
1: Uh, I think they're looking for uh, exposure, like mm-hmm. to get uh, people to know more the brand because y Crew is still pretty new, though. Yeah. It's still uh, two years. Two years. Uh, two years, yeah. and UTE is so a year, so a year yeah, I admit. So anyway, they both, uh, even uh, the project is great product, uh, pretty great product and good quality. and uh, But uh, they're still new. So I mean, for them, they need to have a lot of exposure. Mm-hmm. So they're helping doing shows and they believe in uh, in my shows and my projects, the way I do the show. So I they mean, they're okay to sponsor it. And in return, I just... Uh, Expose them uh, in social network or people to know that brand, which work a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: more than a little bit because now youths become known everywhere, but it's oh, I like that shirt, that shirt is not quality, yeah. so I mm-hmm. mean that every time they see the fighters also with the nice design shirt, yeah. or they see by youth, some people are like, Oh, I want that shirt, yeah, yeah, but you can't <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, when I do shirt or they, yeah mm-hmm. like uh, it's pretty nice material, uh, white crew. Y-Crew also, like, a lot of people now uh, go to Decathlon and buy the shorts or mm-hmm. buy the gloves when they have a smaller budget or whatever, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's pretty...
0: Yeah, for me, obviously, I have been in the industry for a while and Y-Crew is, Decathlon is newer, but seeing them at the show, I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about them. Now they're more at the forefront of my mind and, mm-hmm. oh, okay, they're doing this regularly, this is... Uh, upcoming brand or something to keep track of Um, how obviously you have the gym as well Um, do you feel promoting has helped your business in terms of the gym, Uh, Taiyo Elite Combat?
1: Not really, not for now. Also, I could say it's because of COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, those shows happen, but in a uh, bad periods, mm-hmm. which is, the, yeah, it's pandemic, but... Uh, like, some fighters here, yeah, they come because, uh, like, for the boxing program that I open now in the evening, like you, so now some fighters come to do boxing at the gym, which it was from Muay Thai that I did the show at first. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now I have one or two who came after the shows to the gym, but not in a bigger scale, but still have one or two come, or some people uh, send email or interested. It. Like, it, it gets some awareness about the gym. Or people like to see, oh, now they know where the gym mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. But uh, it didn't draw a lot of business out of the promotion now, for now.
0: Is that something you're looking to do, or are you sort of seeing it as separate businesses?
1: I see it as separate business, like the promotion and the gym. But... I would like also people that, that don't want to start amateurs or revolts on the show, come to the gym. So I mean, in their head, if they're in that gym, they will have a bigger opportunity to go to the show.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of what happens on the bigger stages as mm-hmm. well. You know, oh, you want to go to one championship? You go, you go to, to Av. Yeah. Oh, you want to go <laughs> to Fairtex Fight Promotion? Oh, you, you go, go to, to Fairtex. Tex. Oh, you want to be on Ultra Instinct? You yeah, go yeah. to Tayo. Yeah. Um and it makes a lot of sense. I think that athletes need to understand that though, you know, need to understand okay, this gym has this promotion connected to it. Like yeah. this is good for me. Okay, I go here. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. So sure. Talking more about fighters and what they may or may not know, what do you think fighters don't know about promoting that they should know?
1: That's a good question. Because they don't know a lot of parts of the... They don't know nothing besides uh, oil coup. No, they don't know uh, the cost. Mm -hmm. They really don't know the cost. They don't know uh, all the work. It mm-hmm. has to be done behind. Like it, it he doesn't come this, this way. They don't know that uh, the risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of things they don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, at least for when I was fighting, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know that stuff, and I just sort of saw the promoter as like this separate entity <laughs> that I was trying to use, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any like connection with.
1: But like like most people, I would say like they think like the promoters is uh, just one who gonna use you yeah, yeah. and just with uh, a bad guy just want to make money out of mm-hmm. you, but they don't see like the hard work. And I used to think the same way. Yeah,
0: no, me no, too. No, me I used too. to think, I
1: say that promoter is a slum. He just he wants to get money out of me, and, like he use my body and uh, yeah. that's it. But I've done both now. Uh, it's hard work, and sometimes fighters are the one who are acting bad. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, it's not only the promoters' words, because sometimes promoters open everything and try to support everything, but the fighters act a different way or try, try to think he's a uh, prima donna or whatever and make uh, the relationship hard to work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, especially promoting Muay Thai, it's a labor of love. Uh, you've obviously fought before I talked to Scott Kent who's been in the business for a long time it's not easy uh, you know you do a lot of work it's a huge monetary investment uh, you know yeah. small scale big scale it's a huge of money yeah it's money and it's a big risk that you're taking so when athletes aren't supporting you and aren't like you know promoting helping you it's like why should I help you, mm. when you are not helping me. This is not easy for me. Yeah. It's it's a big risk for sure. It's like, uh, what was that called, last month?
1: After the Ultra 4, mm-hmm. one guy just uh, posted, uh, this is a uh, scam promoter.
0: Yeah.
1: I was, and he was like, uh, how can you charge Purple View, but not paying your fighters? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are amateur fighters. I invest all my money in those fighters. Mm-hmm. You don't know nothing what uh, how everything is paid. I don't have sponsorship. It's me paying for the whole production, mm-hmm. and the money sometimes not like even coming back, even on the ticket and everything. So, how do you define I am a scam?
0: Yeah, you're you're trying to promote the show, and there's there's a monetary aspect to it that people need to understand. Uh, you know the the show itself is is a product and people you want to be able to sell that product yeah of course you want to make it because you love it mm-hmm. but you should not have to do it for free you know we live yeah. in capitalism you know? exactly, yeah. uh, whether you like it or not uh this is sort of one of the big rules of the game mm-hmm. what do you think there are other things that fighters don't know about promoting that they should?
1: Way well, we can go with that.
0: Uh... Not no, so much. Not what, so much. What about um, fans? Do you think you know, the general level of knowledge about promoting is decent for general fans, or what do you think?
1: No, I was really the same. Like they don't know like uh, what what is the work behind the promo or production. Mm-hmm. They don't know uh, like the cost, Of course, they don't know uh, the work because just for, for you know you in a fo- in video in photos you know all this. Yeah, I know. Just those small things. It take time like the posters to edit all those yeah, things. It take time like the post production when the show finished to re-edit. Mm-hmm. It takes time like the staff, the logistic. I think they yes. So I've no clues about what it is.
0: Well uh, let's wrap things up. There's a couple of things I wanna to touch on, but the main thing is have we uh, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about? We are going to talk about your next show coming up on April thirtieth.
1: Yes, April thirtieth yes.
0: But was there any other anything else?
1: Well, we say that now.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that April 30th show. It's going to be at Taiyo in Bangkok. Yes. I'm um, very excited about it and it will be live streamed on Facebook. Live stream free. Free? So <laughs> free this yeah, free, time. Out of the kindness of your heart. So definitely go uh, buy a ticket in the future or come down to the show. Uh, and support yeah. Buy a or ticket. Sh- sharing the stream is because
1: this can help also to get yeah. sponsors you see yeah. you have views people are interested to pull, to put the advertising in our shows so yeah. so yeah
0: uh, but how many bouts or will there be anything particularly exciting about this show So for now we have
1: nine bouts uh, planned. I try to go down, because ten. Sometimes it's kind of too much. Yeah. But uh, maybe nine for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, will be mostly Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. I have two bouts of boxing on this one. Uh, first time we have uh, the first time we have four bouts of girls. Mm-hmm. Like mostly it was like men, 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 and then one or two uh, women, women bouts. So this is like uh, four bouts with women. Uh, the main event will be uh, TT Denman. Mm-hmm. With uh, boss Chayut, mm-hmm. uh, Muay Thai.
0: Oh, boss! Boss, yeah. He's he's good. Yeah, he's pretty really good. He, he's very he's very active yeah. and very good. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a nice he's guy funny. too.
1: But he he did my the first Ultra Instinct. Oh, really? He did the first, then he did the third, and now he's doing the fifth. Yeah. I guess you do every other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really.
0: But you know, I I met him in person a while ago, and mm. I definitely seen him be so active, like, oh, you're there, you're there. Now I'm sort of, oh, boss is fighting. I, yeah, I it's like, fighting yeah. yeah, he's fighting, yeah. He's
1: going to be the main event. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be good. And uh, TT, then, man, is, a uh, pretty tough kid. He mostly do boxing, but mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a nice, nice fights.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for it, um, and I will definitely be there.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a new MC, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, new MC. Um, so... Uh, wrapping up uh, it's April 30th.
1: April 30th, yes, at at uh,
0: 630 at uh, Tire mm-hmm.
1: uh, the Tire And the tickets are? Tickets will be on the next week. It will be like 500 baht pre-sale and then, uh, no, 500 baht early birds, mm-hmm. then 700 baht uh, regular, at the door. No, at the door will be... Maybe more, it depends. Yeah. But this time, each ticket will include a drink. Oh, that's good. Each I like one. drinks. Plus, we're going to do a raffle. Oh, So, I mean, good. if you buy a ticket, you will have uh, a raffle ticket that we're going to have uh, youth gloves to give away. We're going to have maybe decathlon glove and shirt. Oh, cool. We have a lot of different things to give away. So, I mean, you will have a youth ticket, of course, to see the fights, but you might win uh, something, right. right?
0: That sounds like a good yeah. time. Well, uh, I'm e- excited about it. Definitely looking forward to it. April 30th at Taiyo in central Bangkok. It's uh, close to the Prompong Pong area. Uh, it's at 6.30 p.m. Get your tickets early. There are only 500 baht. Plus a drink and a raffle ticket oh, to get days. a big, big prize. Nah, so it's a lot of fun
1: and this time the way in will be at the clubhouse
0: oh the clubhouse that so will be fun if you as guys well. want
1: to come to the way in we're gonna have a small party we can have some drinks at the clubhouse second floor yeah yeah like a small way in party see the fighters before the fight
0: awesome well i will be there for that as well thank you so much for your time paco thanks a lot I like this interview. Uh, Paco is obviously a good friend of mine. We've been around each other for a long time. I think we initially met in in the San Francisco Bay Area in about 2005, 2006, so a long, long time. He's been out here in Thailand for 11 years, so also another long-termer. So, I really admire what he's doing and I think it's important to give athletes opportunities especially out here in Thailand especially at the beginner level as there aren't that many shows anymore for beginners a lot of the smaller shows like Asia Teak or up, the upcountry fights have been blasted away by COVID so I think Paco is doing a really good thing and helping out a lot of people So. Definitely looking forward to a show on April 30th. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This has been On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, makes stronger people.